0: And welcome to episode two of The In-Between.
1: Lindsay, really excited to be here with you tonight. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, um, we're looking forward to this opportunity to kind of wrap up the gospel series uh, that we just finished preaching this past Sunday. Um, and we also have a really uh, exciting interview um, that we're looking forward to share with you all. Yeah,
0: we have Ben and Katina here to talk about um, November is National Adoption Awareness Month, and they both shared their stories, and it is powerful.
1: Yeah, we're really looking forward to having uh, you all have a chance to hear that. And so, yeah, as we jump in, um, yeah, we have been here uh, in the basement uh, to talk through (laughs) just (laughs) just to have an opportunity to kind of wrap up. uh, Yeah, just the way we've sort of seen God working within our community. um, And even as we kind of recap the gathering from before, just the way that we sense people being shaped through the gospel Um, through Pastor Brito and through, uh, yeah, um, Clyde and the opportunity that we had to uh, support a local family within Mm. our community to put a roof on their house and also the chance that we had to pray for them. And so, yeah, we'll kind of jump into all that here um, in just a few minutes, but I would just love to start with uh, just a question to Ben. Um, So Ben, even as you're thinking, uh, we had a chance to speak for two months on the gospel. Um, Do you feel like you said everything there is to say? (laughs) No. So what else would you want to say in two minutes that you missed in the. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was <clears throat> I was thinking about um, a book that Doug and I have read and we had a chance to hear Bruxy KV mm. talk about the real good news. And he, he talks about the game Othello, mm. which is what I, I forget the exact tagline, but a minute to learn and a lifetime to master mm. yeah, yeah. Kind of the gospel. So like, yeah, we've been in it for two months and we've, maybe scratch the surface mm-hmm. of, yeah. of what there is to say. I think the big, yeah, the biggest thing that I, I I heard somebody say from our community, like, I was so looking forward to this series and like learning how, like, what's the gospel and how do I share it with people who, who aren't followers of Jesus? And then they said, but I realized like, this is actually for me, like, yeah. I need to hear this. And, yeah. and we, as a, as a church, as a, as a community need to continue to preach the gospel to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something
1: so powerful about being a community that's so quick to offer, not just a piffy Christian answer, but, to actually be able to preach the good news of Jesus to one another, just I feel like it just uplifts us and also helps us to recognize where we are in the story and, mm. and to be okay with that, which is just so so great. So yeah, um, this last gathering um, it was really interesting. Clyde uh, Clyde Leahy um, led us through a time of prayer for one of his particular neighbors, and and Ben, you mentioned something as we chatted earlier today. I'd love for you to just let renew here. Hear what you picked up on as he was sharing.
2: Yeah, the thing that stood out to me was Clyde talked about how at renew he's been encouraged over and over by this community to to love his neighbor, to love his literal neighbors. And and props to Clyde and Kim to for reaching out to their neighbors, getting to know them, forming relationships and and they they saw this need that their neighbor has. But the thing that Clyde shared is like as the community has encouraged them to do that. Then when this need arose, he said it's been so cool to see the community come alongside mm. him and say, yes, thank mm-hmm. you for loving your neighbor. Let us help you love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, th- I think that's just a beautiful picture of the community that Christ called um, to, to support one another as we as we love neighbors.
0: I love how Clyde had us pray for this specific family. Um, there's five people in the family, so he had us get into groups of five. Um, Michael and I turned around with another couple and their son – And their son actually prayed for one of the sons in that family. And it was he was a young kid, so he wasn't eloquent or, you know, something you'd see typed up in a book somewhere. But it was beautiful prayer for this little boy and from a little boy. And it was just like that has to be the father's heart is uh, one of his sons praying for another one of his sons. Um, So it was a really beautiful chance to to pray for these people. And we weren't only praying for them. Clyde also opened up for us to bless them financially because they had a need. If you guys want to tell us about that.
1: Yeah, we are still waiting to get the official count back. Um, but it seems like uh there is w- almost uh over $3,000 wow. that has been raised. And so we're really excited to see um, just how that's going to bless and transform and change a family's life. Mm. And and I feel like even as we were praying, it's like this beautiful picture of, we're not just replacing a roof on someone's mm. house, mm-hmm. but we're like spiritually lifting these people up, encouraging yeah. them in yeah. the midst of a very difficult season. And even like the way that I noticed people praying for like healing and for blessing mm-hmm. was just so uh, Jesus-like, mm-hmm. um, and not just from a spiritual standpoint, but to realize that there's a holistic story that's yes. being played right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's spiritual, it's financial, it's emotional, it's physical, and that God is interested in redeeming all of those pieces in someone's yes. life. And I feel like in some ways we preached about the gospel, but what we did there actually preached and practiced <laughs> the gospel yes.
2: yeah. in
1: a way that I think we can miss because we're doing something. But to realize like, that's the gospel. We practice that together as a community, whether it was a quarter or a dollar or a thousand dollars that was given, or whether it was uh, a prayer of little faith or a prayer of big faith. Mm. Like we had a chance to partner with the Holy Spirit in doing some pretty cool kingdom mischief.
0: So as you guys prepared for this gospel series, which kind of seems like the basics, Christian 101, what really caught you guys off guard or what um, What did you learn anew through this process?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Do you want to go
2: first, Ben, or should I? <laughs> um, I'll let you go first, but I, I'll say I was I was. You guys probably, are just both such gentlemen. <laughs> I was probably more nervous about this series than anything else, like- yeah, yeah, it's like this is the basics. You should knock yeah. this out of the park. Yeah, <laughs> no pressure. Yeah,
1: I'll never forget. Uh, I think it was the f- the opening Sunday of the Real Good News, and Ben was like, "I've never felt so unsettled in my life." <laughs> and it was like, "Whoa!" I, but yeah, I think I think what happens in it is when you use a word that's so familiar, you forget the power of it. Yes. And so I feel like for me, that one. I mean, um, just a few weeks ago. Uh, Ben taught on the real good news and he, he read, he had some different folks in our community read these passages mm. of scripture. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've actually soaked and been brought to tears like that. Just hearing mm. the good news, like wash over my heart and mm. soul. Mm-hmm. Um, And that was like powerful for me. And even as I was preparing the, the teaching on shame, like I just recognized there's so much shame mm-hmm. that still like mm-hmm. lurks in the corners of my heart. Yeah. And you know, and even the way that I respond to my kids or my wife or my mm. friends, like a lot of that is it really can tend to kind of be geared towards shame. Mm. Um, yeah, so I don't know, I feel like those are the things that have been really impactful for me. And also too, I think as Ben said with the Othello uh conversation, is I just feel like we're just scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've loved to hear it's been really encouraging to hear people just engage with this really good news in a fresh way.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was <clears throat> looking back over the that first Sunday, I had people text during the gathering, mm-hmm. during the teaching, which mm-hmm. big risk. Yeah. <laughs> but so good. <laughs> so we good. all had our phones out anyway. So yeah. good. <laughs> it was it's it's been cool to kind of look back over those and, and see those and like, yeah, our, our people, our people are the people of the Renew community are being shaped by the gospel. Mm. And um, yeah, I hope it's just been a good reminder for folks. I think the biggest thing through this series that has been shaping me is like we said, you know, the gospel is centered in Jesus. Like whatever we say about the gospel, Jesus is central. Jesus mm-hmm. is vital to that. And um, having um, Aubrey and Katina mm. and Gary share mm. yeah. on that fifth Sunday, their the Jesus stories that have been shaping them, mm. and then in house churches, just seeing how, uh, just relatable Jesus is, mm. and mm. yeah, and how the ways in which Jesus interacted with people two thousand years ago, he's relating to people mm. today. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, our last house church, somebody shared just the message of the angels to the shepherds saying, do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, and the gospel is breaking down fear mm-hmm. that Jesus is with us, no matter what our circumstances like, just all these different aspects of who Jesus is and, and what he taught and what he accomplished through his life, death, resurrection. Um, yeah, just continue. It's, it's been really cool to just be kind of mesmerized by who Jesus is. Mm, that's again. beautiful. Mm. I think in in
1: kind of as as I know, as we've talked, Ben, it feels like we've only scratched the surface, but I've really been encouraged by folks really longing to figure out ways of how do we embody the gospel and how do we share it with people? Mm. And so I'm really, uh, I just want to encourage folks who are listening, if that's something that you're still wrestling with, like, please feel free to shoot Ben and I mm. an email um, and let us know Um you know, how, like what questions you may have or, or, or what places or what, what kind of mischief you're thinking in terms of ways to make Jesus known, uh, to our neighbors and friends. Um, it was interesting. We were with, uh, we were with one of our global partners, um, who's from a really difficult part of the world recently. And, um, he mentioned to what he actually prayed for us that as a church, that we would begin to feel the burdens and the pain of the people around mm. us Oof. and that we would begin to be, to to recognize that the gospel is not just some mental ascent, but it is the power of God mm. that resurrected yeah. Jesus from the dead. Mm. And, the, and we, 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 we have received that power and that we get to share that power um, with others and to see, to see dead things resurrect, whether it's relationships or um, you know, or health or or whatever it may be, but I'm I was just so encouraged that we were prayed for um in that way. and so I think that's our my prayer for renew like Lord, help us to recognize that the gospel is life and power, it's mm. lifefulness. Mm. our world wants deathfulness and we mm. revel in it, we revel in deathfulness and everything sucks and everything's bad, but the gospel is lifefulness. Yes. And so I'm really excited to see how that lifefulness, we'll move forward. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Ben, about that or
2: yeah, it was really encouraging to have our global partner with us and sharing his perspective of the gospel. And yeah, I felt like that shaped uh the people who were gathered for that mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, I think the incredible thing about the gospel is like that we didn't really talk about, but that God invites us into what God is doing. Like Mm. that's part of the good news that we get to be a part of it. And, and as we participate in sharing the gospel and, in meeting people where they're at and entering into their burdens and pains, like we meet God in those spaces Mm -hmm. and, and our communion with God grows Mm. um, through those spaces too.
0: I love that Doug blew apart the quote of, um, you know, preach the gospel, if necessary, use words. Um, I think a lot of us had found comfort in that and that we didn't need to tell anyone about Jesus. We could kind of just live the right life and people would be attracted to us. Um, So in that same vein, Ben, I'm just, I'm, you know, nervous as heck, but Thankful that that quote has been kind of blown up and like yeah, you still need to tell people about Jesus, yeah. um, and be in their lives and be bold and that whole thing, but and still live, you know, the way Jesus would want you to live. But um, that was really kind of like a yeah. moment on Sunday.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's I I love the fact that when people when people think uh, well, I love the fact that God uses even our biggest mistakes to somehow Mm. bring glory to him. And like, there's that whole second Corinthians right in the beginning, there's this passage in the Doug standard version reads like, (laughs) you know, all the crap that you're going through and you've been through God in his economy, he Mm. redeems it and uses it for good. And so I feel like what's so cool is like you being a jerk somehow can translate (laughs) into a gospel moment for someone to see forgiveness actually lived out in front of them. Because that's not a narrative that we hear in our culture. We don't hear narratives of forgiveness in our culture. We hear narratives of blame and shame Mm. and anger and guilt and all this stuff where it's like we get a chance to even in our mistakes – to show a different way of forgiveness and life and love. And that just gets me pumped. Because mm. I can punch some guy in the face playing hockey <laughs> and then ask for forgiveness a few days later, and then so that Jesus amazes loves them. loves you. Yeah, it probably wouldn't work that well. but.
0: Oh, man. Well, this series has been so good. I'm so appreciative of you guys taking the step and, like, Going after something that seems basic, but changing our minds and blowing up our perceptions of the gospel.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been really good.
0: I am so thankful to have Ben and Katina here with us. Um, if you don't know, it November is National Adoption Awareness Month, and both of you guys have been touched by adoption in some way. So I'd love to hear your stories on how you've seen God in between in your adoption stories. Ben?
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot that could be said about that. (laughs) I'm
0: sure. Give us a little condensed version of your story and then tell us more about how you've seen God in deeper areas in certain spots.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. So my wife and I um, had kind of always thought adoption might be something that we would do. Um, I think originally we were thinking we might have biological kids and and then maybe adopt or or do foster care. And yeah, the biological kid thing didn't happen. We Mm -hmm. actually had a a miscarriage, uh, Mm -hmm. I think four years ago, um, which was really difficult, but Mm -hmm. um, through that and kind of grieving that and then realizing like this, this may be the window, like where we're actually called to do foster care. And so, um, yeah, we, we, did it. <laughs> uh, so how long has it been? Uh, two years ago, a little over two years ago, um, two boys moved into our home through foster care. They were already in foster care, and um, but they sensed that it was moving toward adoption. And so since we were looking to adopt, they asked us if we would be willing. Mm. We originally said we could do one child because we were living in a two-bedroom apartment at the time. Um, so the thought of two was a bit (laughs) scary, but, uh, we realized that we had like the basics that we needed to do Mm. two kids. And, uh, it's been a blessing to, to, I'm so grateful that they've had each other Mm. through that journey. Um, and then, yeah, a little, so we were doing foster care for about a year and then, um, a year ago in September, we finalized adoption and yeah, it's just, it's been quite the journey. I think, <clears throat> yeah, I see, I see God a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of it is just being a parent. Uh, I understand God a little bit more in all the ways that I fall short as a parent. Mm-hmm. Like, man, thank you, God, for being so much better at this parent thing than I am. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I think through some of our trainings that we received, like just getting a bigger picture of who God is and, and the healing aspects of adoption, um, the trauma that they've experienced, I think one of the biggest things that I've actually learned and am continuing to learn is just how to enjoy my kids mm, <laughs> um, uh-huh. and like. My boys are super enthusiastic, which is not really my personality. Uh, I'm pretty subdued, pretty laid back, and so sometimes it it actually drives me crazy, but i I've really been encouraged to to try to enjoy that and to learn yeah. from them in that that like yeah, life is life is exciting sometimes, mm-hmm. and I need to enjoy that and and kind of learn from them how to how to celebrate and be excited about things that are fun um, and to join with them. Um, yeah, so I, I'm learning a lot about God um, through my kids and the ways in which they just chase after things with excitement. And yeah, that's enjoy. so beautiful. Yeah,
0: I think we add stress to our lives when we um, are parenting and trying to do other things, but when we just peel all that back off and try to enjoy our kids, we really— see a lot more of God through that.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the other just big thing that I, I, I've realized through the training is just about trust and how, yeah, trust has been broken for kids Mm. who come from hard places. Um, The people that they were supposed to be able to trust for whatever reason. And um, yeah, that trust has been broken and that's, hard to, to heal and repair. And so um, the training we receive focused so much on connection, 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 and joy is such a huge part mm. of connection. Mm. That connection is formed most when we are doing something joyful together. Um, and then the secondary piece is um, empowering them to give them choices and to, to teach them about how they are in control of their bodies mm. and what they eat and mm-hmm. um, some of those things. And then the, the small piece is correcting them, which I think a lot of times we kind of flip upside down. And we think correcting mm. is so much like what we're supposed to do as parents, like mm-hmm. teach them and discipline them. And certainly that's a part of it. But that just radically shaped how I see God, too. Mm. Like God is not a God who's correcting, correcting, mm-hmm. correcting, but actually is a relational God who wants to connect with us and wants to enjoy us and wants yeah. us to enjoy him. So, yeah, that's been another huge part of Mm. our adoption journey for me.
0: That's really cool. And Katina, tell me a little bit about your story and how you've seen God move throughout it.
3: Well, we've been foster parents for three years or so, Um, my husband and I, and we're about to, we are, we have started the adoption process. Mm. And, um, yeah, I think I would like to talk about, like, Renew and, like, the journey of being a foster adoptive family at Renew. Yeah. I think when we first started knowing knowing that we were called to be foster parents and stepping out into this, like, super um, scary, exciting adventure, we were, like, uh, <laughs> a couple weeks in, like, oh, we need support. Like, <laughs> there is no yeah. way that we can do this by ourselves. And looking around at Renew and being like, oh no, (laughs) like what what are we going to do like maybe we're going to need to leave churches like this is a major need for us and um just seeing how radically like he has moved in our community mm-hmm. and and is calling so many mm-hmm. families to have a heart for these kids whether it be foster or adoption or even coming alongside some of these mm-hmm. foster adoptive mm-hmm. families mm-hmm. it's just radical i mean it's been 3 years and it has changed Like, our our community has changed Mm. radically in Mm. that way. And I think Mm. that that makes God smile. Yeah, for sure. I think he's really passionate about taking care of the least of these. I I mean, it's just a small idea I have that I think he's into that. (laughs) That's a pretty big idea. I'm pretty sure you're on the um, right track there. But to see people, like, put their comfort aside and be like, okay. I'm gonna step into this. Mm. I have other people in my community that are gonna get it. Mm-hmm. That I'm not gonna be alone yeah. in this. I think it's it's huge for me, and I think it might be huge for other people. Yeah. Not even just in our church, but in Lansdale or Norristown. Or I have a social worker who's like, "Tell me more about your support group. I know mm. families who need support. Mm. Like, how can I get them connected to what you guys are doing?" Wow. And I'm like, "Really? I I foster." Through the government, like they're not faith based at all, (laughs) (laughs) and they want to send people our way, like Mm. that is a huge open door. So it's just it's been awesome and it's exciting and it's scary and it can be both of those things at the same time. Like it can be really messy and crying your eyes out. Like I want to quit, and it can be like, wow, I understand God like in a miraculous Mm. way. I never thought I would because I've been broken <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah.
3: and it's been worth it mm. it's on a good day <laughs> so I don't know I just tend to be really like brutally honest and probably that scares people but but
0: it's good it's so good and it's so needed we need your brutal honesty um, to p- propel us forward I feel like
3: yeah so if yeah. you're thinking about fostering or adopting we have a support group at Renew yeah. and it's it's all different types of people and it's every the stories are all a little bit different and yeah. I mean God is bringing people to us and yeah yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty cool to get together and encourage each other and say you're yeah. not alone so
2: Yeah I know I think it was yeah it was a few years ago that you all shared a bit of your story of doing foster care at a gathering and that was at the same time that Jenny and I were considering it and I think that was kind of like Yep, you have you have people who are through this, and Katina has been tremendous support and encouragement to us through that. Katina and Bob, and um, yeah, seeing their story and and to have that community has just mm-hmm. been tremendous. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, Jenny, yeah, just it. Jenny has been a huge support and a, a huge part of the foster adoption support group. Just being successful, and I just think it's awesome to see people's hearts you know, come together about something that God is passionate about and, um, and do it, jump in. So yeah, do it.
1: Yeah. So, you know, what would you guys want to say to folks who are considering fostering or adoption?
2: It is the hardest thing (laughs) Yikes! you will ever do. It will show you things about yourself <laughs> that you have no idea. Ben was just got there. real real <laughs> over here.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Wow. Little
2: I'm interrupting. <laughs> I think yeah. It's well. It's interesting. I feel like some of the first trainings that we went to, it felt like they were kind of trying to scare us mm. away. Um, we're grateful that it didn't, but we're also grateful that it was there to say like, this is going to be hard. Um, but yeah, I think the other piece is like, you, you need to reach out to other people like mm. Katina was sharing, mm. like you need to let other people in, um, you need to tell other people what you need, um, mm-hmm. and let them love you <laughs> and support you.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget in one of our trainings, a woman on the panel, um, they had like a, a experienced adoptive foster families and, you know, these newbies asking whatever questions. And I, I remember this woman standing up and being like, I foster for the glory of Allah. Ooh. I teach my kids about Islam and about my faith and I raise them up to be good Muslims. And I was like, wow, wow. Like that's powerful. Like she's so passionate about her faith and her her God that she's willing to like foster. <laughs> and I'm like, I I would love for that panel to have some renew people mm. on it one day mm. to be like, I do this because I know. That my God is so Mm. passionate about the least of these. Like, I am the least of these. Like, I needed mercy and grace and restoration and freedom. Like, giving, being able to Mm. give that to a child, and it's not perfect, Mm. and it's not beautiful Mm -hmm. all the time. Like, to be part of that, Mm. and I'm not a messiah, so (laughs) don't (laughs) hear me saying that. Like, wow.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's pretty beautiful. Yeah. Even in the midst of the challenge and difficulty it's still beautiful and Mm -hmm. you experience a lot of joy when you see kids grow and Mm -hmm. learn and see bits of their bits of their stories being redeemed and their hearts being healed um so Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's grief and joy it's struggle and Mm -hmm. beauty yeah
3: yeah i feel like i like to say in support group a lot it's like you picture yourself as a bug And then just picture yourself being stepped on. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) That's what fostering is like. And they're like, wait, Katina, this is supposed to be a support group. (laughs) And I'm like, but it's true. Like you said, Ben, like you'll see parts of you that you wouldn't have seen Mm. if you weren't in this refiner's fire. And, you know, we like to avoid things that show us our weaknesses. But there is an amazing... Experience when you're completely dependent on God that you can't experience without being in a completely raw, broken, like this is beyond my ability experience. And this is that, like Mm. there's no way around it, you know. And maybe some people have really beautiful experiences (laughs) without any of the pain. No, I think
0: in adoption, your beauty, your experience is beautiful even with the pain for sure. Well, thank you for saying that. Of course. (laughs) So in wrapping up here, is there anything else you guys would like to share with Renew? Your stories are so beautiful, but I'd love a snippet. If there's anything else you guys love to share.
2: Yeah. We are tremendously grateful for the Renew community. I mean, they've Renew has been our family since we moved out here and we didn't know anybody. Um, but then to have people coming alongside of us, um, Thank you, renew. <laughs> um, thank you to those of you who have said, "Hey, let us know when you need babysitting." Mm. Um, thank you to those who have given us clothes and toys and, like, yeah, the support has been tremendous. Mm. And so, just thanks. Mm.
4: Yeah.
3: This idea that like Jesus went to the cross and he sacrificed himself for us to be redeemed Mm. and we think oh how beautiful wow that's miraculous that's wonderful Mm. it cost something yeah Mm -hmm. and and he had to die to his own hopes i mean he prayed this prayer like is there any other way like i'm sure it didn't sound like that but like (laughs) he might (laughs) have we don't know (laughs) you know um that's kind of what this is like too Mm. that like parts of me are going to have to be shaved down. Like, what Katina wants all the time or, like, that beautiful, relaxing time (laughs) on the couch (laughs) without having a kid with trauma in my Mm. home. Like, Mm. my home looks radically different because I do foster. Mm. And, like, that's maybe part of the plan. Yeah, And maybe that's making me who I'm meant to Mm. be. And so... Like, I say lean into the thing that's hard. Mm. It's going to shave down those parts of you that you're holding on to that he's like, no, really, there's freedom on the other side of this. There's something radically different Yeah, that I have for you, but we have to go through this together. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, yeah, I don't know, adoption and foster care. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I love how you tie that into really discipleship and what it looks like Mm. to pick up our cross daily and follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing, Katina and Ben. Super cool.
0: So we have a guest here tonight. So we're gonna ask him, Ben. How have you been seeing God in the in between?
2: Yeah. Uh, actually. Um, there's a pretty popular coffee shop called Backyard Beans. Um, what, what? Here Love in Lansdale. it. Hey, Bobby. Uh, hey, Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people there. Um,
0: Try the lavender latte. It's
2: delicious. Uh, and any pour
1: over. Sorry. You, <laughs> you keep going. You keep going.
2: But, yeah, I was there, and um, there's a there's a guy in Lansdale who's might be the most recognizable guy in Lansdale because he wears a bright neon vest because he's passing out parking tickets and parking parking meters, but he actually happens to be a former neighbor of mine. And so I know him and he was in the coffee shop and I was just like, Hey, how, how are you doing? Uh, and he was like, actually, it's been really rough. Mm. Um, and, and he went on to to tell me the story of how his son, uh, has just been dealing with some major, major health issues. And it's just been a scary time for them. Mm. And, um, yeah. After hearing his story, I was just like, I hadn't had any conversations of, about faith or anything with him um, before, but I was just like, Hey, can I, can I pray for you? And he was mm. like, absolutely. Mm. Um, so in the middle of a coffee shop, um, praying for him and for his son and for his wife and just the, yeah, it was incredible. Like finishing up that prayer, just seeing the genuine and sincere gratitude and gratefulness that somebody would take the time to mm. listen and to pray mm. um and then actually so that was a few weeks ago and and I was back at at the coffee shop um today and and saw him there and was like hey how's how's your son doing mm. he was like well last week um we thought we were gonna lose him mm. um but thankfully um he's doing he's actually doing much much better. He's still very weak and recovering, but, mm. um, he's, he's back at home, uh, a long journey of recovery ahead, but there's, there's hope there. And, um, yeah, just, he expressed again, just his thankfulness for prayers and how he's seeing God at work, mm. um, healing and restoring his son's health and strength, um, and, and being present in his family through a difficult time.
0: That's awesome. That's
2: so cool. Yeah.
0: Really cool.
1: Yeah, now uh, we're actually going to call our producer from behind the computer.
0: Come over here, Joel.
1: (laughs) And um, yeah, we're really excited to ask him uh, how he's been seeing God in the in-between. And uh, yeah, so Joel, how have you been seeing God in the in-between?
4: Well, um, one of the just major ways that I've seen God working recently has been through community dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that uh, pretty much... Anytime I'm asked to say anything in front of people, it's about community dinner. So I apologize. We love
0: it. It's your passion. Uh,
4: yeah. And and God has just been doing some really cool things. Um, I We have been seeing just uh, this community of regulars starting to form. Mm. Th- these um, about 50 people that um, <sighs> come mm. every month to just eat and to spend time together. And um, I... A lot of the people that that come um, just seem to have just really uh, tough lives, mm. um, and just are dealing with things that I, I think a lot of us at Renew just haven't really had to to deal with. Mm. And um, in talking to some of them in between community dinners, um, they've just expressed to me how they feel so welcome and so at ease, and and that it's it's a, a bit of respite from mm. just the the difficulties that they face on a day-to-day basis mm. and um it's it's been really encouraging to just see that god has been um you know creating a place of hope for people mm. um and just as a shameless plug uh, we have a community dinner every month at uh, on the first saturday of the month at the boys and girls club and um one of the things that has just been so powerful is to see people from Renew coming and engaging with people in Mm -hmm. our neighborhood Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and people that we might not engage with in under any other circumstances. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so one thing that we would just love to see is um, for the people of Renew to just embrace the people of this neighborhood Mm -hmm. and um, to, you know, to be Jesus to them and to, to spend time and, Um, yeah, so, so yeah, we would love for you to just come out and, you know, you don't even have to bring anything. You can just come and sit and talk and, Mm. um, yeah, we would would love to have you.
0: Awesome. So it's been a pretty full episode, Doug.
1: Yeah, it has been a really full episode. I feel like, um, I probably need like a box of tissues as I listen to this or just (laughs) need to pull the car over. Um, but yeah, I'm just so grateful for the ways that God is at work in the in-between.
0: He for sure is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we're excited for uh, Advent coming up. You'll hear a podcast actually next week, I believe. And so you'll hear two in one month. Uh, So exciting. Yeah, the next podcast we're excited about. uh, It's a really big one with a lot of different voices uh, because we're just talking about Advent and what's going to happen next. And um, we're really excited about an entire month together corporately or all together as a, as a large community, um, to just, uh, reflect and celebrate and to look forward to, but also to see what it means to live present as a people who are awaiting the coming King.
0: Yeah. It's going to be amazing. We've heard so many stories about how you've been seeing God in the in-between and we'd love to hear more. Please be sure to email Doug or me or Joel. Um, our emails are in the show notes about how you're seeing God in the in-between.
1: And so we will see you in the in-between.
0: Thanks for listening.